You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Always aggravated. A Mike Valenti signature podcast. All right, so this week on Always Aggravated, obviously we'll get to Dave Richard, our fantasy insider, a number of questions. But I know you were pumped up, so you want to do this thing about coworkers yes. and the 10 biggest annoyances. And it's funny because I'm dealing with a major annoyance right now. Really? Yeah. And you notice <laughs> you don't hear David here. You don't hear Hatchet, right? I don't, no. You know why? Because my number one thing with coworkers is being late. <laughs> I hate. I abhor lateness. I think lateness is one of the most disrespectful things. It's almost as disrespectful as just being lazy. Like when you're late. Like here's what I don't get. David's coming <laughs> off vacation. How the hell are you over 10 minutes late for a scheduled pod taping? We have the studio scheduled for us to do this. How are you late to this? Like David's going to walk in. He doesn't even know what we're talking about. He doesn't know what we're talking about. He said, no. Turn my mic on. Yeah, turn my mic on. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, tardiness, you like. So tardiness, that, that's got to be high on the list, well, right? Well, tardiness is just outside the top 10, checking in at number 11. <laughs> so wait, tard- <laughs> hold on. So coworkers who are late and openly disrespect your time doesn't make the top 10. It's no. going to be a doozy yeah, of a right. list. So, David, what do you think? Oh wait, you're not here. Let's go to the list. <laughs> All right, number and this is from uh, it's kind of a compilation from CheatSheet.com from Social Talent, bunch of different uh, surveys that were done about this. All right, let me hear. So number ten, uh, and I think we've seen this at this office before too. The kissing up brown noser coworker. Oh, yeah. There's usually one or two oh, yeah. brown nosers in every office. I can open this door right now and see it. <laughs> yeah, there's no question. <laughs> No, I mean, but Roberto, no, Roberto's right. That's well. I mean, again, I, I don't want to turn this into thirty minutes of just what our office is. But no, this office has clicks. This office has some of the worst kiss asses on the planet. You couldn't swing a dead cat in here without hitting somebody that's kissing up. Right, right. I mean, it, please, someone's <laughs> lips are firmly planted to someone's ass in this place nonstop. Yeah, no. I am Detroit. Yeah. And then and then I'm the bad guy because I'm. I just look yeah. at these people. I'm like, oh my god, how do you look in the mirror? Carry on. Drunk. Yeah, hey, this is my show. Hey, David, what what do you think about kissing ass? Oh, wait, you're not here. All right, well, how about number nine, then? This is fitting because maybe this maybe this is actually about us right now. God. The complainer. <laughs> no one likes to work with a complainer. Even if, even if what you're saying is true, it mm-hmm. gets old. The LinkedIn survey also finds that constant complaining is high on the list of office don'ts. Guilty. No, I'm guilty because I see idiocy everywhere, and it, it doesn't. It's really get fixed. hard. It's really hard to. Like, so what's worse, the person that. who complains, or the fact that the complaints don't get addressed? Because I think when you constantly work in a sea of idiocy or ineptitude, I kind of feel like the complaints have merit, and then it's like, well, who's empowering this? I, I admit sure. it's, it's not my strong point. I'll tell people how I feel. So if that means I'm a complainer, okay, I'll own it. But I know I'm right. Well, fix and, the shit. And what stuff doesn't get fixed, of course, that sucks. But that was number nine. David, your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, this is preposterous. Go we ahead. might lose our Browns. <laughs> All right, number eight. And this one, hey, 
This one seems like it's too crazy, like it's kind of a joke, but we've literally seen this in our office, Guys too. who use sick days who aren't really sick, and they're brazen about no, it. No, that was, like, top 15 range. Damn it! But this is number eight. This must—I thought this was only in our, in our office thing. Stealing food from the office fridge. Ah, uh, yes. And we had a, uh, I think a call, who was it, Dave Bettini the other day? Someone, no, Jake. Jake's, yeah, Jake was screening calls the other day when David was on vacation. And Jake said, hey guys, like I, I maybe I'm crazy, but I put my food in the fridge and it's gone now. He said it was like a sandwich and an apple. And or I something. go, I go, oh no, there's a, there's been emails about that before. That actually happens. Let me ask you a question. I'd love if, if I could find somebody that did that, I would love to just grab them by their hair, smack their face into a desk. Sixty-five percent of Americans at office, office workers said that their top pet peeve is when teammates and coworkers steal food that isn't theirs. But here's what should happen. You fire these people. And <laughs> right. It, no, that's it never, a fireable offense. It never happens again. You stole someone else's property, and you're caught doing it. He's you should saying, be gone. Like, How does this happen? Because yeah. no one does anything about it. Like it, To me, if I ran a company, and I caught someone on camera stealing lunches, they'd be fired. And what are you going to do? Take me to court? Uh, what, what leg do you have to stand on? You're an asshole. You were stealing <laughs> people's... All right. And so, now he's, he's not talking to us. This is a good start. But with food, it's no different than if I just walk into the men's room and steal all the toilet paper and bring it home. Because I, I don't want to buy right. any. <laughs> I don't. Could you imagine if someone did that? Yeah, like, what leg do you have to stand on? What are you going to say? I was wrongly terminated. You were stealing people's lunches. You were stealing property. How well, is stealing someone's lunch any different than walking into the cubicle and stealing office? Now, what is now? Let me bring up a thing. What is worse, stealing somebody's food or you're leaving a Tupperware in the fridge for like six months oh, and it gets uh, all this moldy fridge over and rotten? We had a guy in this place, and I'm going to leave him nameless because he doesn't deserve to have his name said. <laughs> he stole a turkey. <laughs> yeah, that's Thanksgiving. That's right. He stole. I forgot about that. A turkey. <laughs> How crazy. There were like turkeys for the homeless. <laughs> oh my god! And this prick stole one. No, but I thought it was like a cooked turkey. Like I it thought was, it, was it was cooked. A, it was a yeah. prepared meal. It was prepared. Yeah, and it was meant for, for the guy staff living under an arterial. Yeah, and he went to go reach for it. <laughs> I'd like, David. I'd like to welcome you. That <laughs> it was gone. That, that is crazy, David. It, it, that's David, no speak. exaggeration. Spe speak to us. What happened? What happened with what? We were doing the top 10 annoyances for employees, and I said, you know what number one on my list is. And I, I, I do love you. But lateness. What happened? No, I've been gone, and the regular route that I take to work now has construction on it. Oh. And well, I had yeah. no idea until I got to single it. Single lane? And it was it was two lanes, but it was cut down to a single lane at one point, uh, yes. Screwed everything now, up. Now, let, me, let yes. me ask you this, as much as I can't stand lateness. David, were there people at least working? Yes, there was. Okay. This time around, when yes, it, it was. When, when they do that, and I, this happened to me when I was leaving downtown Sunday to come back from the Lions game, and they got it down to like single lane and there's no one working. No one's doing anything. That's usually what I see, but this time, yes, there actually were people working. So we've got top 10 office annoyances. Uh, yes. Sully's got this list. Uh, lateness is mine, and that didn't make the list. Then we had the just outside. Yeah. Then we had complaining, mm -hmm. uh, which we're all guilty of because we don't like the way this place runs. Uh, <laughs> then it was stealing food out of the fridge, mm. That's which what has covered. happened here a lot. It happens. And, and I've a ton. said people who steal food out of the fridge are showing a complete lack of respect. <laughs> so why not fire them? <laughs> and I, no one can give me a good answer. Yeah, I don't know why people that steal stuff get fired because we see those emails. 
at least probably a few two, times three a year. times a, a week. Oh, I'll say a well, week, a couple touch, times a week. Don't touch things that aren't yours. Yeah. What, are you, what are you, a third grader? I have yeah. no idea why people do that. It you should be common sense. If you don't have a lunch, just go get something. Don't steal something from someone. Give me the next All right, number seven, Mike, and I have a feeling that someone's going to come to mind with this one. You're going to relate to this. Number seven is... The office coworker who lingers and does not know when to go away. Stoning. Oh Roughly forty-five percent of respondents oh, in this survey Mike's conducted down. said chatty coworkers were even more distracting than an inbox full of new emails. Yeah, we got a number of them. I mean, Stoney's the, the the biggest one because his middle name is Lingering. <laughs> um, we we've got a sales associate oh. who is is that. Uh, yeah, no, that happens all the time. Because here's what I firmly believe is like I'm not sure what half the people in this building do. Mm-hmm. It's like the office space thing. Like, what, what would you, you say yeah. you do here? <laughs> I, I don't know because all I see are people walking around all day chit chatting. Right. Like that's what this place does best: meetings about meetings, and then chit chat. <laughs> I really don't know what many people do, and there are hard workers in this place, but there are a large percentage of people where you go, you know, I've never dedicated thought. Mm-hmm. To figuring out what it is you do here. Yeah, you always see them as you're going to the restroom. Like, I've seen you already, already around this place talking to everybody. Lingering. What do you do? Chatting. Yeah. Well, David, we had a guy that used to work here that factored both into the food uh, category and the guy who wouldn't stop talking to people mm-hmm. who would walk around. And you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Yes, hey, I, I'll, I waved you from the field yes, guy. Yes, I uh huh. But number six actually kind of is on the same line as this. This is more of a general uh, example of a coworker, but I think we can all relate to it. I'm here. Number six, the coworker who frequently interrupts and just assumes that it's okay to barge into his or her coworker's cubicle. Mm. Oh, that's that's my biggest pet peeve at this place, probably. Mm. Ooh, more so than uh, than the tardiness. Yeah, I mean, generally, you guys are really good about being on time. Um, I, like. The fact that we have an open office concept, and I, I talked to my buddy who worked, he's worked in San Francisco in open office concepts for probably a decade, and the open office thing for us is like relatively new. I hate it. Like I, I don't like it. 99% of the people here, they're, they're, they're not going to do anything to help me do my job. <laughs> they're a hindrance to my job. And it's like the fact that there's no privacy, you're right. People just stroll into your office, which really is nothing more than a glorified cubicle. Mm-hmm. And now they've already, they've already, uh, br- they've already interrupted. They've already disrupted. They're already there. You never got the choice. It's like last <laughs> week I had this happen. Yeah, I was just it, it drove me that. crazy. Yeah. Hey, Mike, do you have time to talk to so and so? So and so is standing right behind you. Like it was it, like this person rolls up, right? And I'm not going to say exactly what the situation was. And, and mind you, the principle of the matter is I never have an issue. Ever have an issue. People are brought into the office, whatever it may be. Ask me ahead of time. Tell me when you're coming by. Glad to talk to whoever you want me to talk to. This, I mean, it was almost like, hey, do you have time to talk to the homeless people of America? <laughs> and the homeless people are standing right behind him. Yeah. And I'm like, well, you kind of didn't leave me an out here, did you? And it's like 20 minutes before showtime. Right. So th- that doesn't happen if you have an office with a door and a roof. So it's like yeah. th- that probably is number one because it, people don't give a shit. Like if your back is to them and you're working on a computer and they hit you with the, 
hey, can, do you mind if I bother you for a second? Well, you've already fucking bothered me, so here we are. It reminds me of two things I've seen in this office. One, now that yeah, people in cubicles are now putting signs up like an open and closed sign. Oh, when they're closed, you cannot enter Do the cubicle. Do not disturb. What is it, a hotel? Right, right. it's a mm. green red light thing they're doing now. I would like a green thumbs up <laughs> and a red yeah. middle finger. Yeah. Uh, electric barbed wire. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, Mike, got a few minutes to talk to underprivileged youth in Detroit? The, the, the floor. And, the, and the guy's got 50 kids behind him. Ah. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't. And then like, you, you hit the button where the floor drops out from under them. Just like Austin Powers. <laughs> the floor drops out and they drop right into a pit of misery. Dilly dilly. Now, the other thing I've seen you mention, having your back to somebody, you know, having your back to the door or the cubicle. I've seen one guy here that he has like a mirror, like one of those like shower mirrors so that he can see anyone that's going to approach him. And what's he going to do? Hit a trap door of his own and disappear? <laughs> I don't know. Just... Go ahead. Now, I don't want to belabor this one, but Sully did trigger a real nerve No, that is. There. That was number six. Now we enter the top five. Number How five. How about salespeople bringing around tours and people stare at us like we're circus animals <laughs> while we're recording? <laughs> hi! Hi! And this is the Lenny Show. We're sitting right here. You could say hi to us. <laughs> and this, look at them hard at work on their prep. Like, like we're in our natural yeah. fucking Dude, habitat. What they're yeah. doing now is show prep. So yeah, and this is the and this is the midday show right here. Now they're on, they're on, they're the ones you just saw yeah. in the studio. Now they're eating lunch. Now right here, this is the afternoon show. Uh, that guy's Roberto. There's David. Mind look, you, look, look, he's moving now. He's moving. And and look at. There's a real live black person. Here's David. Like, and, 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 and it's like, you do realize I hear you, right? Yeah. It's Narrator. you're making the active choice. Now, you didn't tell us you were bringing a tour through. Mm -hmm. It's like that scene in Private Parts. And now you're yeah. seeing a live taping of, of the, the Howard Stern radio show. <laughs> like, you didn't tell anyone you were doing a tour. You're standing five feet from all of us. We're mm -hmm. working. Mm -hmm. And you're talking as if we're not there. <laughs> Strange. So naturally, we're waiting like, all right, will you get the fuck moving on here, please? Because you're not engaging us, and you didn't tell us you'd be here. It's, it's the worst. All I want is an office again. I just want an office. Because when the door is shut, I make the active choice. I don't have to answer you. You don't even know if I'm in there. You don't even know if I'm in there. Let's just build one of our own. We'll have a ceiling on it. and <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm sure that's in the budget. You want to get away and relax, have a good time? I mean, let me ask you a question, right? Who the hell wants to, to sit in Detroit in the winter? Who wants to sit anywhere in the winter? Go to Vegas. Go to the D, Las Vegas. Now, look, the D, you know, a couple months from now, it sounds crazy. March Madness, right around the corner. Got to get your trip planned now. Check out the D.com. They got the man caves. They got the best March Madness setup in the industry. And whether it's March Madness or you just want to pop downtown to check out all the new stuff going on in downtown Vegas, the D is a perfect spot for you. Check out the D.com to book your stay today. It's the D.com, the D Las Vegas. It's your home for sports in Vegas. Uh, next. Yeah, number five. Uh, simply the coworker who passes blame and throws other people under the bus. Oh. Mm. 95% of employees say they deal with this directly. Yeah, I think that's a problem for everybody. Yeah. Be, be, no, I mean, it's a problem for everybody in America because that's what we are. We're a culture of, of blame artists. Yes. I mean, hell, I, like you guys, I've, you've seen issues with whether it's the last company, this company. 
Dude, everybody just blames somebody else. Oh, that's not my, that's not in my purview. And then you go to who they tell you to talk to. Nope, that's not me. That's over here. And then you go over there. And then you know what? Eventually you hit the end of the fucking string and they go, talk to corporate. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by the end of it, you've talked to seven people for something that could have been solved in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, Mike, I think that's every office. Yeah, and though. there's not much more that needs to be said. It's a general one, but it's true. I think in any type of workplace, absolutely, it is. I don't know. I've always had a, a sick pride. I'm just like, yeah, I fucked up. That's All right, me. accountability. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> what are you gonna do about it? Yeah. You want to fire me? Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I mean seriously, it like, just what? happened to me about four minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, you got. I did share. not pass any blame. You, I said I fucked up. You got to share what happened. The other show that I work on was going into a break, and uh, I was a little tardy for that break. And uh, well, because now, just full disclosure, you're you're possibly going to start doing some multitasking, where you're gonna you're running. And this is the first day of it, so come on, I, I know I'll get it down. We're gonna All get right. this thing working like a machine. All right, Gator wants his close up. <laughs> <now>. Come <laughs> on, <laughs> he wants the star in that scene. That's right, a big, bright, shining star. <laughs> That's right, like Dirk Diggler. Oh, okay. Oh, geez. Go easy now. <laughs> Another movie right. Sully hadn't seen. Yeah. Uh, what one is that? Oh, Boogie my. Nights. Office Space. I got those references no. earlier. No, I said the Office Space references earlier. I understood that. Uh, you want number four? Oh, number four is great. Number four, uh, something that, yeah, hey, probably everyone deals with. I feel like we've had a couple people we've called out here. <laughs> <laughs> the coworker who has poor personal hygiene. Oh! Yep. For our out-of-town audience, let me tell you a story. <laughs> our in-town audience knows because I went crazy on the air. They know who you're talking about. I want to tell you a story, and I'm not going to mention a person's right. name because at this point it's probably just it's, it's piling on. I got a phone call from a, a friend of mine who people in town know I'm friends with who played for the Lions. Out of town, it doesn't matter who it is. Don't worry about it. I got a call, and he goes, listen, the guy you guys sent down here, my station, this guy smells like a bowling alley. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with this guy? Now, mind you, we're a major market radio station. Mm. We're, we're, we're a very successful sports station. The guy we sent down to cover the team for the day, I'm getting a phone call from a guy he's interviewing saying this dude smells like a bowling alley. Mm. Okay? And it's like, what do you got to do? Got to hand the guy soap on a rope? Do, do I? I mean, look, what do I care? Here, I'll, I'll, I'll pay for your deodorant. I will. I'll do that for you. Like, what excuse does an adult have to smell? I don't know. And if you're a smoker, figure it out. Right. If, you know, mm. you better figure it out. If it means you got to wash your clothes more, yeah. do it. If gotta, it means you got to shower, you got to be so militant. If you're right. a smoker, but, but man. you got to wash your hands every time. You, it just I, I went, follows you. I went crazy. Yeah. I went crazy on the air because it's like it's embarrassing. It is. It's a total embarrassment in an NFL locker room, and everyone's joking around about the guy how bad he smells. Ah, it's nice. Ah, it's good luck. And it reminds me of like the you know the men's room with uh, some guys. You just I don't know what's going on with you guys not who, showering. Yeah, you know and stuff. who goes in there, right? Oh. It is disgusting. Oh, it was bad. It was bad. Oh, it was bad. <laughs> All right, now Roberto's running. He's running to the door. He's running. He's running towards the studio. Sprinting. Dead All sprint. All right, he's going <laughs> to... He's not going to get yelled at again. This is great. All right, go hey, ahead. That was number uh, number four. So we answered the top three, and I'm going to give you... See, I think, I think the hygiene's a way lower concern. I've only run into that a couple of times. Yeah, I feel like there's a couple people here we've had with that. I don't know. I think that's more of an issue than you think in other offices. Because okay. you notice it more, too. And yes. It's, it's a daily thing. Yeah. Uh, number three here. This is the person who does this. 
the loud typer mm. or loud talker in the office. <laughs> it's now, uh, I get it, but this seems a little high at number three for me. I don't know a loud typer. I don't. I'm just being full disclosure. I don't know a loud typer. Loud talker. Yeah. I mean, we've got some people who find things a little too funny. Seven cubes away, and they like they're cackling away. I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, well, what? What is this? What are they doing? A live taping of the Kimmel Show? Like what? But no, I don't know a loud typer. I really don't. Sixty-one percent said uh, noisy coworkers were one of their biggest distractions at work. Okay. I don't know. That is an issue for me, especially when we're trying to show prep. And three cubicles over, they're laughing and joking for at least 10 minutes. I'm like, come on. Screaming into your phone. Yeah. Oh, what I don't get are the people who use the cell phone in the bathroom. Yeah, well, there you go. <laughs> that too. Is that, is that, that I, that's a growing problem. You can't conduct business while taking a shit. That's not right. Mm hmm. That's not. Now, if you bring your phone in the bathroom and you want to text on it, that's your prerogative. Yeah. I'm a bit of a germaphobe. That freaks me out. I, don't, I wouldn't be able to oh, do that. I, I do that every single time. Do you really? Yeah, especially because, you know, we're doing the show and we only I, I don't use my phone during the show. Mm -hmm. So when we have a break and I use the restroom, I got to multitask. I grab my phone, I go Ugh. in there, and, I, and I'm, really? I'm catching up on some text. I am... Okay, Ugh. that's... I, yeah, no. <laughs> but I will say this, though. Yeah, Whenever I have my water bottle, for whatever reason, I always... Leave my water bottle on that shelf out there. I never bring my water bottle. So into the bring restaurant. your phone yeah. in it to get to the, get the. Germs I know there's something and, about the the oh, particles indeed. getting in the water. But I don't know. Yeah, no, and and it's the same thing. How do guys bring beers into the bathroom at a yeah, stadium? Right. Uh, don't you realize there's shit particles everywhere? <laughs> the particles. There's poop getting in your beer everywhere. Yeah. Mm -mm. No way. <laughs> no, and that's true. As we head into the top two, I want to get Roberto's opinion on this one too. Um. Do you guys think this one at number two happens a lot around this office? Asking highly personal or offensive questions to your fellow coworkers. Mm. Yes. Those are two distinct differences. I don't. I don't think personal. people ask offensive questions around oh. here much, unless it's someone. Oh, oh they don't. Huh? In, you know, just in closed oh, okay. closed doors no, or something. Go ahead. Oh. Well, yeah, David, please. David, lead off. You and your homies watch Tiger Woods. Oh yeah, that's pretty. Oh, well, oh the person geez. who said. Oh that. yeah. Oh, I remember the one quote. Oh, you you must love basketball. <laughs> oh right, exactly. Yeah, that that one too. <laughs> <laughs> is that one person though, David, or is that one? That was one person, one but person. there was another individual in this office. They were having a uh, basketball. Pig tournament or whatever it was, or some kind of three on three individual walks by as I'm sitting there in the corner hmm. trying to enjoy and look up things. Says, "Hey, you, you want to you play basketball, right? You want to play basketball, right?" That's straight out of what the mean, office. You episode. play basketball. I might play hockey. You don't know. <laughs> that's like the office where Michael says, "Oh, Stanley, you're good at basketball, right?" <laughs> right. Yeah. No, Roberto, oh, Stanley, you're good at basketball, right? You uh, <laughs> in the office. No. Now the personal questions one. We got one guy here. Yeah. He'll ask you anything, anytime, anywhere, out of the blue. And, and my response wants to be is, "Well, we were not friends. Right. That ain't none of your goddamn yeah. business. How about right. that? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've walked out before, like." <laughs> yeah, dude, I ain't dignifying that with a response. Like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. You know, don't ask me shit. You, you got none of your business. Roberto, ne Roberto, and I, we never ask any personal or offensive questions uh, in the studio. Hey, Sully, hey, Sully, would you rather do this or that? Oh, yeah, the this or that game is my yeah. favorite. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Go ahead. That's what I'm saying in, in inside the studio yeah, when they're doing it. Can't Mike. take it. He loses his mind. <laughs> All right, you guys want number one? Number one uh, most annoying thing that coworkers do. And this is something I personally would never do. I can't envision anyone doing this. Aww. The coworker that comes to work sick. 
Oh, something you've done plenty of times. Yep. Roughly uh, 79% of employees said they come to work even when they know they're sick, according to guilty. a survey. I'm guilty, but Me I, too. I have yeah, but I have my reasons. I mean, oh God, you what? Because you because it, it has a stigma spider. with it. No, okay. that you become that guy. All right, so this is gonna, this is, Jesus Christ this is bad. Right. <laughs> there is a real life cost if I don't come to work. I am not replaceable. The reads, my clients, the the commercials, the the things we do. If I am not here, they don't get done. There's a real life, real live cost. Now, that is not saying that other people aren't important. My point is that if Sully calls in sick, the person who fills in for him won't do as good of a job, but we can get by and do it. Right. With you, thank you, Michael, for that. Thank you. Thank you for that. If you can get out of bed, you should come no, to work. No, but like, if you're not, okay. you know what I mean? Are we as Thanks good? Thanks for the encouragement. No, I'm saying, are we as good when David's not here? No. I mean, you heard Bettini screen calls the other day. <laughs> it was a cavalcade of drunks. Oh, no. It, it was last call at the bar. I hate hearing that. But, but my point is, oh, the, the, the show went on. Yeah. When I'm not here... There, there's a lot of making up that has to happen. And then I got to entrust the show, and I don't get to pick who does the show. Mm -hmm. So I have no idea who's coming in. Mm -hmm. Like, if you could tell me every time, oh, well, it's Bogey and Wojo, I might live with it if Wojo feels like working. But then other times, maybe it's a combination that doesn't work. Maybe, mm -hmm. it's, maybe it's no one I know. Mm -hmm. I tried to just not be that guy because I feel like the the... There's a look, dude. It's like what your name's on the marquee. Get your ass to work, and and I'm guilty. And I know it's a selfish act. And I know, I hope it's never gotten you guys sick. I try to take care of myself. I heavily medicate when I come in. It's only a couple times a year, but like, I don't like calling in sick. I don't. Now, with that said, there is something. I actually have gotten to a point where I hold these people in such contempt that. I'm going to do it maybe in a couple of days. Like, I'm calling my shot on this because it shows you I have such little regard anymore for, for the, <laughs> oh, the, these wow. people. It's breaking news. It is. I know there are people who use sick days at this place, and they're not sick. Note for fact. Note for fact. Oh, for sure. Well, okay. and Mike, real quick, by the way, on that point, they even say in this at number one, they said that the person who comes into work sick is even more annoying than the person who uses okay. sick days when they don't need it. So then here's what I'd like to do. At, at, at the time of taping, it's 12.01 on Tuesday, October 29th. I want to call my shot. I'm going to call in sick Friday. <laughs> <laughs> are you just are you coming down with something? Right, no, right. you're starting to feel no. something. No, I'm not coming down with anything. No, right. I'm gonna do right. the same thing that these shitbags do at this place. <laughs> it's it's day one of the Breeders' Cup Friday. Yeah. I'm gonna sit home on my ass and I'm gonna bet Future Stars Day at Santa Anita. In perfect health. <laughs> In perfect fucking health. Eating whatever you yeah, want, doing fed, whatever well you want. Well fed. And the best part. 
You can't pre-plan a sick day. Watch me. <laughs> Watch me. Come on. Oh, what are you going to do? Come to my house and check on me? You're not allowed to. So you just did the top 10 here. Were there? What were some of the other ones that didn't make the top 10? It doesn't matter. I'm, I, I I'm serious. I think this was actually a good... Uh, we've had some questionable lists in the past. This pretty much hit on all the main <laughs> no, ones, No, that's pretty I good. I, I want to call in Sick Friday. <laughs> Go ahead. And you know, you know the best part? Well, we don't believe you're sick. We heard you talk on the podcast. I will go to the pharmacy. I'll buy a laxative. I'll take it. And I will put the cell phone up to my ass on the toilet. And you can tell me I should be at work. (laughs) So if other people are using these days and they're not sick, why can't I get one day? One. Tell me. I'm sitting right here. Tell me. I want to take Friday off. They couldn't make you prove it. That's it's like asking they someone. That's like asking someone, "Hey, what are you using your vacation days for?" Oh, people ask that all the time. Oh, where'd you go? Oh, None of your I business. Oh, somewhere warm. Your mom's house. How about uh, that? Sully jokes with me every time I leave. He just oh, jokes. Yeah, joke Where are you going this time? Where are you going? Where are you going? But because, he's just joking. Yeah. yeah, but the whole point is, like, it's people and you, joke you don't, don't know and yeah. you don't talk to. Right. They don't have a right to ask yeah, that. Exactly. Because the best part is, it's either going to be somewhere too nice, and they're going to get pissed off and go, ah, fuck that guy, see? Or it's not going to be nice enough and go, oh, things must not be going well. well. Exactly. You're missing work for that. Oh, <laughs> wow, that's... That's fucked up. Oh. oh my god, I've had that happen. So, okay. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I'm being serious. I, I, I want to. I'm not going to be here Friday. I'm going to use sick day. It's day one of the Breeders' Cup. I, I, I'm always working on the Friday of Breeders' Cup. I don't want to do it. And then that'll tell us who's paying attention to this podcast. Ooh, yeah. And who's no. listening yeah. and who's not. Don't put any promo <laughs> in this. Right. Tell you who it won't be our sales staff. Don't put any promo of this right. on that Baloney podcast. On this is a secret Easter egg yeah. in this podcast. And, and if, if, if you, why if can't I schedule a sick day when when coworkers of mine are abusing the system? <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. I've been told don't go on the air and criticize them. It could get in trouble. Yeah. And you're like, wait, but. But David saw them on their social media yep. at a beach. And you're like, wait. I had, yep. I had, an, I had an entire song for a guy who <laughs> was known for doing it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We need another one of those. Uh, oh, yeah. Well, good luck because we got in trouble. Oh, man. So, like, if I tell you guys the guys that matter most, I go, fellas, I'm scheduling a sick day. Well, what's the difference? Like, can you imagine? Personal day versus sick day versus no. sick day. I mean, who cares? Well, first of all, that's the screw up with this place is there shouldn't be separate types of days off. I it agree. should all be PTO time off. I agree. These are the days yep. you have. Use them however the fuck you want. Yes. Right. That's it. Yes. Well, I'd be too simple for this place. If you yes. used them all on vacation, now you're sick. Hey. Too bad, bad buddy. Hey. You're kick, out. Kick rocks. Right. Big power is at it again. Oh, boy. Leaving people in the dark. I mean, again, imagine your power going out there on Monday Night Football. Oh, that's a disaster. Don't do it anymore. Don't fall victim to the big power company. Own your power. Don't rent it. Power Home Solar makes it easy to switch. Hooks you up with battery storage with your installation. No more searching for a flashlight when big power tries to leave you in the dark again. Power Home Solar, the number one residential solar provider in Michigan and one of the top solar installation companies in the nation. They install American-made panels, 30-year warranty, so you own your power. You don't just rent it from the power company. Guys, you want to see if Power Home and solar is right for you, go to PowerHome.com. That's PowerHome.com. Or give them a call at 1-800-SOLAR-15. Schedule your free solar consultation today. Don't rent your power. Own it with help from Power Home Solar. 
Dave, give me your worst fantasy beat ever. I don't know if I can remember my worst one. Uh, I just beat Chris Harris by half a point in our IDP league, so that kind of sucks for him. I, <laughs> I don't in... know if I've got one for me Okay, where, where so... I lose by. Uh, there's, there's a bad beat that I gave out last year where Michael Thomas on a Thursday night had uh, like a catch late that helped propel me to a one-point win, and our team ended up winning the league. Uh, not to say that it doesn't happen to me, um, where I bench the wrong guy and I lose because of it. That happens all the time, but I can't remember the last time I lost by less than one point in the fantasy league. I see it happened to me last night. I went in up 19, half point PPR. I go up 19. The guy I'm playing as James Conner, I've got Mike Gesicki because Mandrews is on by. Limited pickings here at the tight end spot. Yeah, you really had to dig deep to go with Gesicki. Well, yeah, if I showed you what the options were, you would have vomited. But yeah, I would have found somebody better than Gusecki. Oh, come on, will you please? Yeah. Breaking my job. That's my job. I'm, my job is to help you avoid Mike Gusecki. <sighs> he had at least four points the last three weeks. I didn't think I, I needed know. much. I didn't uh, think Connor would go for 150 and a touch. Guy can't even get three yards a carry. That's well, that's all. playing Miami, Mike. I know. D- David, I'm salty. The undefeated dream has died, and I lost by a single point. It was It was horrifying. Um, let's start oh. with this. This is this is important. How worried are we about Mark Ingram? This is the first question. Interesting. Um, is this a bad question? Well, I mean, I, you know, we didn't see the Ravens play this week. I thought you'd pick something a little bit more topical than well, how worried are we about Mark Ingram. But he, he's still their primary running back. I think he's become certainly a little more touchdown. There it is. I, I, I think that that could change. As the Ravens realize, hey, look, I don't know how good our passing game is. We need to continue to pound the rock. We've got a good offensive line. We've got a good rushing threat at quarterback, so we can get some lanes open with Mark Ingram outside of the five-yard line. You know what I mean? So they could keep giving him some good work. I, I still view him as a top 15-ish type of fantasy run. Like I, I could double-check my uh, trade chart and the rest of season rankings to get an idea about where he is exactly. Um, but he's up there. Uh, he, he's behind guys like uh, obvious guys like Derrick Henry, Marlon Mack. Uh, he's behind Josh Jacobs. He's he's ahead of David Johnson right now because we just don't know what David Johnson's story is mm-hmm. the rest of the season. Is he ahead and of Tevin Coleman? He is one spot ahead of Tevin Coleman. I could see people making a bigger play for Coleman than Ingram because Coleman offers some sick RB1 upside. And? Like not quite there yet. And Mr. Breida's <laughs> ankle is bothering him again. Well, he says he's going to be okay. And even if, if Breida misses time, it's not like, oh, wide open space is coming. I know. Coleman. They're going to have somebody else mix in with him. But uh, we've talked about this before. He's got the red zone job locked down in San Francisco. And that's an offensive line that's about to get better because they're going to get their starting tackles back. This is this is a great spot to have Tevin Coleman. You know what? I should move him ahead of Mark Ingram. Just talking to you about this, thank you. We kind of second guess this a little thank bit more. Thank you very much. Um, I just I, the, the concern I have is that I, I give Tevin Coleman too much props because he's not going to have a game like he just had ever again this season. And people overpay for him in trades. I don't want that to happen either. But I think people would rather have Coleman than Ingram rest of the season. Trade deadline update: Kenyon Drake, Arizona. Talk to me. Uh, yeah, the Cardinals are a mess. 
They, they've got injured running backs. We don't know when any of them are going to come back. They were desperate for a running back who wasn't named Zach Venner or Alfred Morris. They got one with Kenyon Drake. Uh, I think that's I think that's the end of it, honestly. Okay. And now here come the 49ers and their stout run defense. Going to make things really, really hard on Kenyon Drake in his first game with only three days to try and understand the playbook. Uh, I'm, I'm not really feeling Kenyon Drake is a great fantasy running back. He's certainly going to have potential to get you maybe nine PPR points. That is, that's a nice thing to say about somebody, right? Uh, yeah, if you're Carlos Hyde. Um, all right. Are you willing to wade into the waters, the murky running back waters of Philadelphia? Are we back on the Miles Sanders bandwagon? Not completely. I, I, I was not. I, you might say I was never off the bandwagon because I never said, "All right, time to cut him." You know, he, he's got to go. He looked great, and he's made some explosive plays recently. And the shoulder injury, I don't think, is going to hold him back moving forward. But Jordan Howard looked good too against Buffalo. That's a tough defense to run against, and Howard was dragging defenders and falling forward and doing all the things that you you like to see, and he's certainly going to be a candidate in short yardage situations at the goal line. And I think they can run on the Bears. I think one of the, the hidden ingredients in the Eagles' success is their offensive line, and they were back on track with their O-line last week. I think they can do it again this week. The Bears' run defense has been bad. They've allowed seven touchdowns to running backs on the ground the last four games. So I don't think it's as dangerous of a matchup as it previously was. So I kind of like Howard and Sanders this week, and and I might even like them. Who do they have next week? Now I got to break out my schedule for you, Mike. Uh, they've got Detroit. Or, no, it's the Bears. What am I doing here? They're on by after this week, so it could just be a one week thing for Howard and and Sanders before they come back after the bye. They've got the Patriots. That could be a mess. How do you rank two injured receivers once they return? Devontae Adams and AJ Green. Adams is still a stud, still a top twelve receiver, and someone that people won't hesitate to put back into their lineups the second that he is activated by the Packers. A.J. Green's a much more complicated story because we don't know where he's playing. The trade rumors won't go away. It would make sense for the Bengals, if they're not going to sign him to a long-term deal, trade him away. Get something for him. You just saw Emmanuel Sanders go for, what, a third and a fourth? And they had to throw in a late pick with Sanders. A.J. Green should fetch significantly. Mohamed Sanu got a second round. Right, they should be trading. A.J. Green should be able to get a one. They should trade A.J. Green. They should trade Andy Dalton. They should trade Joe Mixon. They are nowhere close. This is a complete rebuild. But this is an old-school franchise with old-school ownership and, sadly, old-school thinking. And I know that you can relate to that to a degree with the Lions. I know the Lions are kind of changing that now under Bob Quinn, and that's a good thing. I, I, I think that the Bengals should do that. Whether they actually do do it remains another story. Sit tight and stay tuned on A.J. Green. There's a chance his value could skyrocket if he lands in the right place. Did Larry Fitzgerald pass away and we weren't notified? What the hell has happened? <laughs> he is not dead. I'm happy to report. As far as I know, he's not. But his, his fantasy status has died. He's, he's certainly droppable in non-PPR leagues. And, uh, yeah, this, this is an offense in Arizona that continues to, to change and, and morph into what they think is best for them until they fall behind against a team like New Orleans. And you think, all right, well, this is a great opportunity to get Larry Fitzgerald involved in the offense. Didn't happen. And I didn't watch, I haven't watched the, the film yet from that game, but I can't help but think that I'll see him 
very easily covered, sometimes double covered, and uh, and Kyler Murray making mistakes throwing the ball elsewhere. Christian Kirk looks like he's the better receiver to have in Arizona. Explain David Montgomery. We get a lot of mail about David oh. Montgomery. I, I, I know preseason, everyone loved him. I can't figure out what the hell the Bears are doing offensively, even play-to-play, much less series-to-series. Where do you put David Montgomery amongst the running backs moving forward? So, confession time, I was not high on Montgomery last week. I thought he was more of a flex than a, even a startable running back. I, I was sure the Bears were going to run the ball more. I wasn't sure they were going to do it with Montgomery. And the game started where, a little touch and go, Montgomery really wasn't their full-time guy. And then he broke off a 55-yard run against the Chargers and, you know, I should have known the Chargers' defense would break. I've seen it break a million times before, and it broke against Montgomery, and then he just kept getting momentum. He scored the touchdown, and I think he's back in the good graces of being the top runner for Chicago. They used more eye formation. They used a fullback. That helped out a lot. I, I think you're going to continue to see the Bears do whatever they can to keep Mitchell Trubisky from throwing the football. Oh. I, they don't trust him. Like that, that whole thing that you saw at the end of the game where they took a knee, that's, that's the coaches telling you that they don't trust Mitchell Trubisky. And the, the more that they don't trust Mitchell Trubisky, the more they're going to say, well, I guess we've got to run the ball, lean on our running backs. And, uh, and the matchup against Philadelphia is not going to be easy for Montgomery, but I think he can't help but use him as a low-end number two running back this week. And then you just take it week to week with him. I obviously have a schedule open now since I bought it earlier after Philadelphia. Detroit at home, that mm-hmm. should be a win for him, too. And then they're at the Rams in Week 11. Not so sure that's going to be good. But for the most part, you're going to see Montgomery as a number 2 running back the rest of the season. Let me give you a guy who I think is better than many of the people we've talked about at running back. But nobody lists him as anything other than a flex. And I want you have every right to make fun of this. But I am smitten with this young man. Are you ready? Yeah. Jamal Williams. I thought you were going to say Devin Singletary. Oh, you know I love him, but that's from uh, summertime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought we were going to have another Singletary love fest. We can, but I, I, Aaron Rodgers loves Jamal Williams in the passing game, and they. This is no matter how good Aaron Jones is, they're splitting carries. Jamal Williams looks awesome, and if you look at consistency, Dave, he's knocking on the door every week. So while the Bears are struggling to get an offensive identity that everybody can feel good about. The Packers have smartly realized that their their best chance to win games is to utilize their running backs every which way they can. And what we are seeing are Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams getting schemed up from Aaron Rodgers to make plays. And two games ago, we saw a lot of receivers make plays for the Packers. That was a blowout win against the Raiders, and the running backs were involved then. Last week against the Chiefs, we saw the running backs do most of the heavy lifting. It is wise of their coaching staff to notice who their best playmakers are, their most reliable players, and give them the damn ball. And that's what we're seeing with Jamal Williams. We had to talk about him today on our podcast, Mike. I think that he's, he's a fine flex, but you shouldn't be ashamed to call him your number two running there back. There it is. If, if it so happens that your running back situation isn't good. There it is. If you went zero RB, or if you had on Johnson and he got hurt, you know, some situation happened where you lost a running back or you never really had a running back to begin with, but Jamal Williams is on your team, 
puff your chest out. Be proud. He's he's good enough to start in fantasy. If you, you know, perhaps Christian McCaffrey's your number one back, would you be ashamed to have Jamal Williams as your number two? I don't care who my number one back is. I wouldn't be ashamed ah, to have Williams as my number two. Yes. Now, I would be a little nervous if Williams was my number one. Okay, that's different. Listen, all right, I can only speak for myself, but I know a lot of listeners have the same problems. I love my I love Christian McCaffrey. I mean, I'm tired of looking at Carlos Hyde. I can't take anymore. I got I got to get somebody who does something. Yeah, he's he's touchdown or bust for sure. Doesn't he's pretty much a zero in the passing game. And uh, I didn't take a close enough look at him this week. I watched a lot of the Texans passing game, not not so much. He had a couple game. nice runs, gave you 80 yards, but they don't give him the ball at the goal line. No, uh, they they don't because they've got so many other options that they go with, and then you just saw Duke Johnson catch and run for a touchdown. Yeah, it was great. I loved it. Uh, I would be a little I would be a little ashamed if Carlos Hyde was my number two running thanks. back. So thanks, thanks. Jamal Williams is ahead of him. Um, why don't we do the? I'm ashamed that I took Mike Gesicki. So Dave Richard, please help me, God, give me a deep dive sleeper tight end for my bye week, so I don't take Mike Gesicki. Who's the so guy? I I would imagine that in your league. You've got some serious um, desperation, or you've got some serious tight ends that are already gone. Like I bet Johnny Smith is already gone. Uh, correct. I bet Darren Fells is already gone. Fells, I got to check on. Because right, the way tell me you started Gesicki over Fells. What? The, listen, I, I took a shot. <laughs> Jesus, you, you didn't even call, man. You didn't send a DM. You didn't text. All right. you, you, you made a decision. I will put. Ask me, Mike. I will put my first law. I'm going to go back and check. I don't know if Fells was available. I don't remember seeing his name. I don't All remember right. it. So, John U. Smith and Darren Fells are going to be the top two tight ends off of waivers this week. Both of them widely available, like 60% plus of season. Tannehill loves John U. Smith. He seems to. Yeah. Um, we don't know if Delaney Walker is going to come back. The matchup. Looks like it's getting better. Carolina had a George Kittle touchdown called back on them last week. They gave up a touchdown the week before. And Smith just seems to be trending in the right direction in the, in the Tennessee Titans offense. And Fells certainly is trending in the right direction. A couple of Jets tight ends, Chris Herndon, Ryan Griffin. Maybe one of those guys scores against Miami. It's a nice match. Is Chris Herndon a real pass. person? Because I feel like he was a sleeper. Right, he's like a ghost. Then there was the, the suspension. And then he's still not playing. And I'm like, is Chris Herndon real? Or or was that something from The Onion this summer? Like, Yeah. <laughs> he's real. He's a real guy. Um, hopefully he plays. If he doesn't, it would be good for Ryan Griffin, who is not related to Peter Griffin. Isn't that the uh, former Rice quarterback? Uh, I don't think he's... Was he a quarterback? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. There's two Ryan Griffins in the NFL. I don't think that one is the Okay. I don't think either's um, any good, but how about that? And then Dallas Goddard is available in 85% of leagues. He's a problem, Dave. Goddard's oh, a problem. A if you're an Ertz guy, Goddard's yeah. a problem. Yep, big time. And uh, when Deshaun Jackson comes back and as the Eagles continue to use running backs in their offense, I don't know. If, I don't know. Look. Ertz is going to rebound, but I don't know if it will be consistently enough to where you go, yeah, thank God I've got him starting every week. He is definitely some, a trade candidate if you've got somebody in your league who still overvalues him. 
You can listen to this man's uh, insane knowledge on fantasy football today. There's uh, CBS Sports. Uh, what do you call it? The the the, the free the whole programming guide. Lay it out for everybody. HQ. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I'm, I'm having a brain freeze. It's been a long morning already. Well, you had one if you started Mike a second. You know, it's, uh, yeah. Okay, uh, go ahead. Any, anything else you want to get out of your system here? I'm seven and one, and I'm taking shots from you. Yeah, you lost. I know. I know. I'm in trouble. I'm, I got to get Devontae back, and I got to get another running back. I got to annex Carlos Hyde into the, the land of the unemployed. I'll work on it. I'm sorry about Mike Kosicki, and we'll talk to you next week. Looking forward to it, man. <laughs> Thank you, David. Oh, Jesus, Dave. All right, no more Mike Kosicki. I tried something cute, and I got burned. Yeah, it happens to me once a year. I <laughs> try doing something. It's tremendous. Yeah. All right, I'll talk to you, All brother. Right. Thank you. All right, dude. Good talking. See you, pal. All right. Well, there you go. That's that. Sully, thank you for the top 10. Thanks for listening. As always, subscribe, review, radio.com, iTunes. It's all there for you. The march to 4,000 reviews, still at a five-star level. Can't thank you enough. Be nice if some people at this place noticed, but whatever. We'll keep trucking along. And don't forget, cash the ticket. Available to you Thursday at lunchtime for more of your betting joy. We'll talk to you then.